because it's the easiest thing. People just want people to listen. But it is a, when you first do it, though, it's really hard to because yeah. you're like you're going to what? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to just yeah. hold yourself back and just breathe and just take it all in and say, wow, that must be really challenging for you, Scott. Yeah. And, it, you know, what I've learned to do is like, is there anything I can do to help? And when I ask that question, then it gives them a chance to say, no, I'll work it out. And my daughters do that. No, no, I'll work it out. I'm like, okay, cool. Or if I say that, because that's pretty much my almost standard line now, I'll pick a few of them. And they say, yeah, I don't know. What do you think I should do? And so, oh, okay. So I'll give them my opinion. And then they'll often go and do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about dog insurance for my daughter who lives in New South Wales. And I'm like, well, I'd probably go with the guide dogs because that's who we were. Yeah, I looked at that, but I think I'm going to go with this one. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Great choice. Because you've obviously done the, the, the recent comparison. I did ours years ago. So I just affirmed her choice. It doesn't matter what choice they make. Yeah. It's their choice. The process therefore, of therefore, it's the right choice. Yeah. And the fact is, she's done an up-to-date analysis. I did mine four years ago. Who's going to be right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, I've, I've found, and this dints the ego a little bit, we're all going to mess up. Yeah. I think when you... Uh, are very quick to admit that you've messed up, you've made a mistake and apologize for it. Yep. I think that just shows the kids that you're you're not infallible, you're not perfect, you don't always have oh. answers. And sometimes uh, they're, they're gonna, their way is gonna be more correct than yours. But I think <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're quick to, to do that, and you, you really do need to put your, your ego in your back pocket and say, you know what, it's, you're never gonna get an ego at home. The your kids doesn't matter whether you're an Olympic gold medalist or whatever they're going to keep you in check as to to where you oh, are. Yeah. So yeah. I find that 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 one's a, um, that one works well for me. Mm. And it's it's so true because what I've learned is by by being there for my kids by having open conversation and listening, and my son as well. When their friend, this is the thing that I love the most, right? We've had different kids, different schools over the years. And some kids would come in and just, oh, where's the bathroom? Oh, hello. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they, they don't introduce themselves or wouldn't say anything. They just go for the bathroom. And like, oh, okay, fair enough. That's when there's a group of them over. But the, 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 the type of people, the type of friends that they've all got now are, will come in the front door. And we'll have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with us. Mm. And I'm like, well, our friends, our kids' friends are really nice people. Yes. Why is it that they want to have a conversation? And it's not because we plied them with alcohol and you can have all the things that you're not supposed to have at your house. It's nothing to do with that. It's like, we just ask about them. Mm. And they feel like, oh, oh. And my son had his 18th a few months ago, just had like 12 of his friends around. And they all come up and they were all talking to us because they just wanted to have a conversation. Yeah. Because these are young men yeah. that are growing into young men. And a lot of them don't have father figures who listen. Mm. And what's interesting was, you know, the, the common question is, oh, so you're finishing year 12. What are you going to do next year? Mm. And that's what everyone asks. And then straight away, they're supposed to have the answer. I mean, you're 18. Don't you, want, don't you know what you want to do for the next 45 years? Yeah. Most of them, that's a lot of pressure. And so I simply say to them, so are you sick and tired of people asking you what you're going to do next year? And they go, yep, okay, cool. All I know is whatever you do next year, just make it fun. Yeah. 
like to, to take the pressure off because the pressure is already on these kids mm. in a world full of social media, full of media campaigns of all varieties. And it's like they're going through this turmoil. Just listen and give them a, a safe space to talk and be heard. And the ego that we are clinging onto, if we let it go, do you know who builds our ego? Do you know who builds our um, um, uh, our status or our reputation out there in other people's eyes? It's not us. It's the things that other people say about us. Mm. And I, I learned that the hard way, but I learned luckily in time that I don't need to try to pretend to be everything or anything to anyone. Mm. I just get to be me and keep learning and sharing and listening. Yes. And then they like that, respect that, and they'll tell other people. So other people actually build your reputation for you, which to me is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it is. Another nice segue into um, teaching our kids about authenticity because they are growing up in a world that is way different to when oh, yeah. I'm the same age as you. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a computer in the house. The internet didn't bloom and exist. <laughs> um, but now it's like so here and now oh. with every yeah, with every every segment. No, it was the the dial one, <laughs> the dial one, and you were attached to a wall. Yeah. Um, how do you think we can help dads to help raise their kids to be their authentic self? Because there's just so much fake stuff out there, and there's so many apps to help us be fake. Yeah, it's um, the, the I've got a cheat tool. I use my phone to run businesses and I use my phone to communicate with my kids when I least expect it. I'll get my phone out. I'll record a very short video, less than one minute. And I'll say each kid's name, because each one is an individual video. Hey, Em. Oh, hey, TJ. Hey, Jaffa. Hey, Crackers. Hey, Gemma. Just thinking of you. Just being to X, Y, Z and just wanted to send you this message, let you know that I love you. I know you're on your phone. I want you to see something genuine. Mm. And that's me talking from the heart. They then ding, get this message. Like, I don't know if you heard my phone pinging yes. before. It's like, if you're going to be on the phone, I know they're going to be there. They're going to hear love from me. They're going to hear authenticity from me. And if I'm having a bad day, it's like, you know what? Everything's gone wrong for me today, but all I got to do is think of you and I'm smiling. Mm. You know? So it's like, that to me is genuine. I'm not doing a, a, a selfie pose. I'm not doing any of those kind of things. I'm just interrupting the noise of their life mm -hmm. by being authentic. If I try to tell my kids, well, you should be authentic. You should do this. You should do that. They're like, seriously, I'm over the lectures, dad. You did that for the first 15 years. I've tuned you out. Mm -hmm. I now don't want you to be the, I'm talking teenagers and beyond. I don't need you to be the rule maker, the rule enforcer and the lecturer anymore. I'm on the roller coaster ride. I've got the I've got the, the the metal bar on, right? I'm pushing against it. You're that metal bar. I know you're there. I know you support me. But let me take this roller coaster ride of life on my own because I know you're going to be there for me if I need you. Mm. And we have to say, yeah, I am. Go and learn. Go and investigate this world any way you want. But I'm always going to give you my 110% authenticity, and that's the best way because everyone else is is full of it and they, they fake and they, and they can see it mm. because you're the only one sending in those kind of messages 
Yeah. So in other words, uh, basically demonstrating to them, practicing, showing them what, what you do. That's right. And them seeing what that feels like, obviously. And saying, okay, yeah, I can see that feels better than um, putting seven filters over a, a photo where I'm almost mm. naked and uh, <laughs> seeing if I get a few likes on it. That's right. It's like, I don't, that message is for them. Yeah. Like I use their name. It's not, you kids are amazing. I'm talking to you. I record this message for you or I send this message to you. And there's nothing better than if you're in a napkin, if you're in a, a cafe or, or McDonald's or wherever or in your car, I'll get a receipt and I'll turn it over. I'll put their name. I'll put the date. And I'll say, just thinking of you, how proud I am. Love, Dad, always. I'll photograph it and I'll send it to them on their phone. Mm. Now, the reason I did that is because years ago I was painting the bedroom of one of our kids and we're just putting things in the cupboard so we could, you know, get things off the floor and all that. And I opened up the cupboard and there was this glass bowl of all the little post-it notes and torn piece of paper where I'd written notes for her and put in her lunchbox. So when she'd open up a lunchbox, there was this nice note from me, mm. right? And she'd kept them all. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, that's powerful. I had no yeah. idea the value that meant to her. So I'm thinking, how can I do that? So, and she's lived a long way away for time now. So it's like, how can I do that as an adult? I don't want to post anything. I don't want to wait till she's here or wait till we go there because I want to do something here and now. Well, one day I'm going to be dead. Mm. And so by doing these things and just, as I say, a napkin, having a glass of wine with mum or having a coffee with mum, just thinking about, yeah, you're amazing. So proud of you. It's just, again, reconfirming that we know you're enough. Yeah, You're amazing. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care who you're doing it with. It's your life. We're so super proud of you anyway. Mm. And when they get that message, we don't know what they're going through. But how many times do we go to our phone and we scroll through things and you see that handwritten message on a notepad or, or a piece of paper napkin or a back of a receipt and you're clearly sitting in your car or there's a cup of coffee in front of you and they see that you've taken the time out to send in that message and not just type it, but personalise it with your handwriting. Yeah, yeah, it's special. And the dates. Yeah. So when they're going through their phone looking at photographs, oh, that was nice. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah, yeah and the memories that are attached to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really powerful that, stuff. That builds that relationship. Yeah. It's yeah. quite powerful. It is beautifully said. Um, last question I wanted to ask you was um, in the line of work that I do, I see uh, lots of dads that come to me, they're a little bit broken in terms of their uh, taking care of themselves and stuff. And pretty much all of them say, oh, look, I just want to be, you know, they want to lose 10, 15, 20 kilos or whatever. And so I just want to, you know, be a good example for my kids. So yeah. I'm just wondering on what, um, what value you place on, like personally taking care of the, obviously we've been talking about the mindset side of things, but taking care of the, you know, the, the physical you as mm. well to make sure that you're, you know, stepping forward each day with the best version of you. hundred um, percent. A couple of things there. I'll try to keep it condensed. So I'm not taking up all your time and using 10,000 words. It's just loves to give so much information of experiences. A couple of coaching clients I've got from a business coaching point of view, own fitness centers. And I said to them, I said, here's the thing. We're now targeting men in their 50s to get their health right, to get their nutrition right, to get their balance right. Because if they don't, who is it going to be that because you didn't think it was important enough, 
is going to get that text message, get that phone call, or find you on the kitchen floor face down from your stroke or your heart attack. But who's going to be the person that finds you? I know you're the man, I know you're the husband, I know you're the power hungry person who's achieved so many things, but you're not invincible. At some point, our health starts to take a turn, our metabolism changes, our aches and pains and injuries slowly catch up to us. If we really want to be the best role model and example and leader for our family and for our kids, we've got to get our balance right. Yeah. We're tired and grumpy. It's, it's not right because that's what they're going to be. Mm. If we want to have a successful relationship, well, how do we do that with ourselves first mm. rather than tell you to do it if we're not doing it? Yeah. So the whole language is about we're all stressed because we're so overworked. Let's just stop for a minute and get that wheel back in motion of balance rather than having three spokes missing and it constantly feels like we're overwhelmed. Yeah, really three years ago, I had an accident and I was put in bed for was it eight months, couldn't walk. And the doctors said to me, you got about 2% chance of ever walking properly again. Wow. And I remember saying to them, I said, I'm so over this. And my son, when I was up on two walking sticks, munted and struggling my son said to me he says how long are you going to be like this for is this how it's always going to be and I said mate no and he looks at me he was about oh, was he 18 so 15 um and he said but it's been like nearly a year and I said yeah and he says well, the doctor said like two percent chance and I said I couldn't give a rat's ass what the doctor said yeah I don't care about the statistics it's me I haven't finished yet. They don't know me. Don't doubt me. Watch me. Yeah. And now you wouldn't know there's anything wrong with me apart from I'm trying to lift heavy things. So I don't lift heavy things because they're heavy, right? But, <laughs> but the point is, it's like, I don't care about the statistics. I don't care about what I have done, what I haven't done. I tell men and women all the same thing. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you think you can't do. Or it doesn't matter what you've tried a thousand times and didn't work. How can we become the best version of ourselves today by doing one thing, just one thing? Like every single morning when I wake up, I kiss my wife mm. because she's there. Yeah. I know one day she won't be. Mm. And what if I don't wake up one morning yeah. or I don't come home one night? She knows how I feel what I've regretted, what I've tried to amend for, what mistakes I've made and what I want to improve upon. Mm. That's the kind of man I want to be. That's the kind of man I want to see my kids be. And if I can love my wife better and love my kids better, then I feel good. So I'm being selfish, but I'm also giving them a better example of what they should yep. expect. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think it's so well said. I think I answered the question. What was that? I think I answered the question. Yeah, no, you did. I think um, one of the things that people can think about, I think, is when I know that I, I went through this transition myself, I kind of thought about success kind of in silos. So success, and let's face it, um, most people think of success in, in terms of an S with a couple of strokes through it. Yeah, like dollars. money. Yeah. Um, then they think about, oh, maybe success in another, another area of their life and, I don't know, parenthood kind of sits down here. And people think family, but they don't necessarily think about, oh, okay, a dad being the best dad that they can. And where, where my life changed was I'm, I'm talking success of my business, success of me as a person and yeah. success as a dad came when I realised I needed to put more focus into the, um, the dad side of it. 
and yeah. not see it as separate and seeing it as all as one thing. And yeah. if I'm the best version of me, then I'm the best version of, um, of me to all of the people in my life, like my clients and everything, but as well as for me first, but then mm. if I'm good for me, I'm also good for my, for my kids. And that's absolutely where I, I kind of stopped thinking about it as something different, but so actually if I want to be more successful in this thing called life, I need to be a better dad. And, and everyone wins as well. When we do that, everyone wins because we want our kids to love us, to respect us and want to spend time with us. Mm. So how do we do that? By showing them the awesome people we can be, which is as a responsibility, whatever they need. And I'm not saying here's money, here's money, here's money. It's like, no, you want a car? Great, I'll pay half. Mm. Oh, but such and such, you know, dad bought her a car. See if he'll buy you one. <laughs> oh, well it's not fair no it's 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 the way it is if you want something you have to work for it we'll contribute and we'll help but yeah, it's not but you're free load that. because even in the olympics only three people got medals yeah first second third yeah oh you showed up and trained for four years yeah awesome but you came forth yeah come back in another three years yeah but or celebrate the fact that you got there yeah. or that you nearly got there, or celebrate the fact that you trained for it, but we can't give participation trophies. And the only trophy we need to get from our kids is the smile they have. Mm. That's all we need, because when they smile, we know we've done our job. Yeah. Because that connection, when they look at you and they shake their head or they roll their eyes, it's like, yeah, they're teenagers. They're not aliens. They're just navigating the world that they see in their eyes that we adults have managed to mess up for them. And now expect them to have the answers. And this is something one of my kids said to me once about six, seven months ago. And I'm like, oh, you're good. Like, ouch. And she said it to both. I was on a, uh, was a, a face call with her and my wife at the time. The three of us, so two-way call. And um, my wife and I are sitting there and my daughter says, I didn't choose to be born. That's your responsibility that made me i'm now trying to work the best way out of this and i'm like you're right she didn't choose to be born she didn't ask to be born she's making the best out of everything she's done a stellar job so proud of her but it just helped me remind me that she's here because of me because of us mm. and that's not her fault what car she drives where she lives what she does those are her choices mm. But the fact that she's here, I've got a responsibility, even if it's inconvenient. Yeah. My kids always, always come first. And the best way of me helping my kids come first is showing them how much I love their mother, how much yeah. I admire and respect their mother. And the other night, my son said something. And I said, I, I know you're angry. I know you're venting and all that. But I said, that's my wife. No one talks to my wife like that. So I said, you owe her an apology. Mm. I said, because I wouldn't let anyone else come in this house and speak to my wife like that, either here or elsewhere. And it certainly won't be from you. Mm. So he did. He gave her a big hug and apologized. And she said, Look, you don't need to talk that way. Yeah. And so it was just me drawing that barrier. Okay, I understand you're angry and frustrated, but that's my wife. Yeah. For you, she's my wife. And then you're my son. So it's just about helping them find their barriers. And then the three of us just talked about what he was frustrated about. And he just wanted to vent. Mm. I think when there's a, like a realization that you know, like you and I are both 52, I still learn every day. 
Oh. So these are our kids. So is yeah. there a chance that they need to keep on learning as well? Yeah. So I think when you get that yourself, you realize, okay, they're going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. But, um, <laughs> yeah. if, if we uh, if we accept each other for who we are and we've just got this hunger to keep getting yeah. better and better. And my, my hope is that my kids um, find my hunger contagious. So oh, yeah. they can, you know, you want, you want your kids to grow. Like if you're here, you want them to grow up here and give yep. them that, that next um, stepping stone so that they can go on and be. And, and there's a trick to this. This whole parent thing, this is the greatest advantage. We don't have to have all the answers anymore. No. The number one thing our kids want is us to listen. So yeah. now I don't need to do all the research. I don't need to come up with all the answers. I ask my kids mm. and they tell me, this is what's going on. This is who won the gold. This is who came second. This is what was on social media. This is what's on the news. This is what's going on. Oh, wow, wow, mm. wow. Why do you think they're doing that? What's, what caused that? Where did that start? How's that happening? What would you do in that situation? That's all I have to say. And they give me all of the input. So I'm learning from my kids. So it's actually rather than trying to control and rather corral the kids, mm. it's like, wow, I didn't know that. Can you tell me more? How does that make you feel? Yeah. Why do you think that's important? Yeah. Why do you think they do that? And so each question I'm asking is validating their opinion, yeah. which validates and builds their self-confidence. Yeah, beautifully said, yes. Yeah. That's our job. And it's, it's easier. Yeah. I haven't got to pretend. I haven't got to try to come up with all the answers and tell them because we actually need to realize our kids can think for themselves. Yes. And we, when, we, when we fall in love with the process of learning from them, oh, it's, it's so much fun. Like I look every night we have dinner at the dinner table. No TV, no telephones. You don't sit on the lounge. You sit at the dinner table and you have this family night every single night. Yeah, great and connection. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tonight, my daughter's cooking. Tomorrow night, I have to cook. It's not very good. And Wednesday, my wife will cook. And Thursday, I'm supposed to cook again. And it's like, oh, God, what's dad cooking? I said, no, I suck, but I'm getting better. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> conversation piece, however bad it is. Hey, Scott, um, I'm just uh, really conscious of your your time and you've been so generous here. I reckon we've got to go through and listen back to this uh, a number of times to draw out all, all the points and have them really, um, you know, stay with us. But um, as I said at the start, I think you're a tremendous role model as a dad, you know, keep up the awesome work that you're doing. Um, you. I just wanted to get you to um, give a couple of plugs, how people are getting in touch with you and your dad program as well. How can people reach out to you? Well, I do a whole bunch of different things. I'm a jeweler by trade, business coach, house flipper, renovator, builder. I do all sorts. But the dadwarriors.com is where I have the information, where I share the information to help dads just learn things that I've learned and how to get better connections, better relationships with their kids and their partners. Like it's, it's free, it's easy, um, and it just makes a massive, massive difference. And if you want to reach out to me personally, so dadwarriors.com, or if you want to reach out to me personally about business or coaching or just who I am, what I do and the things that I'm involved with, uh, just scottanthony.com. Go there. And, and do you know what's uh, interesting? I know you mentioned it um, before we started recording here, but uh, like I reached out to you because I, like I say, I saw you as being a great role model uh, as a dad. And it's a, an area that I don't think we, it's a, a little bit like mental health. I don't think we have enough discussions around it. Yeah, uh, amongst men as to how, how we can become better dads. Yeah. And um, I didn't even know that you did your, your dad warrior thing. So obviously, <laughs> There's lots of things like, yeah. Yeah, just in the way that, uh, you know, you 
you hold yourself out. I can see that that's a passion. So um, oh. yeah, good on you for um, putting together that program and making it free. So um, look, thanks so much. So I wanted to have you on the show today. You've added heaps of value. Uh, I know that we could probably do a whole series on this. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll have to, have to reach out on another another occasion to, to dig a little bit deeper. But thanks so much for your time today, Scott. Truly, truly honoured to have you on the show. Pleasure. I'm glad to be part of it. And it is one message I want to leave with the mums and the dads out there. Think about this. Don't imagine that you're just raising your kids. Mm. Go about doing what you do, even when you think your kids aren't paying attention. They are silently and quietly watching, but so are other people's kids. So the way we dress, the way we speak, the way we hold ourselves, the standards we choose to live by, also set examples for other people's kids who don't have adults that show they care, don't have adults around them that are, are congruent or consistent and, and giving. Mm. So these kids are lost because they don't think those adults are out there. Yeah. Whereas, you know, smile at everyone. Like just smile because these kids, we had coffee and cake or whatever it was yesterday. My wife and I went out for lunch and this guy's service was impeccable. Just in a, just in a little cafe. And as we were leaving, he was just sitting near the door at a table, just having a coffee and having obviously a 15 minute break. And I said to him, I said, mate, sorry to bother you. He said, no, no, it's all right. Is everything okay? I said, yeah. The kid's about 21, 22 years old. I said, just wanted to share with you what excellent service you gave. And he said, oh, really? And I said, yeah. I said, it was sensational. I said, so many times people don't get recognised for the good work they do. I said, I've been to some really nice restaurants and some really average restaurants. But I said, how you made us feel was absolutely fantastic. That's why we keep coming back. Mm. Now, that made me feel good because I wanted to share with him how we felt. And made his day, no doubt. Well, that's right. And I didn't give him money. Because to me, because it's cheaper not to, right? But but to me, <laughs> but it's like he's Sunday, so he's getting paid a fortune, but casual rates anyway. But it's like the value in that message. Yeah, as bigger than what anything you could have paid him. Yeah. But he made us feel so good, and the attention to detail. Just you know, he puts the knife and fork on the on the table. It's like, you know, thanks, mate. Some people just put it down and walk off. Like just the smallest yeah. things. Yeah. Now I don't know what's going on in his life but I knew I could give at least 1% of value to let him know what he did mattered. That's how we can change the world. That's how we can take these millennials and let them know how valuable they are, which then helps them realize that, hey, maybe I can do something. Maybe I can change the world. Yeah. So yeah, but anyone watching this, just smile at everyone and know you change lives just by letting people know that you see them. Beautifully said. On that note, thank you again. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right, buddy.